0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to WrestleRamp Radio for Thursday, March 24th, 2022. I'm Graham Jesus Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well and having a great week so far. We are nine days out from WrestleMania weekend, which I'm thoroughly excited for. We'll be there in Dallas starting next Wednesday, hopefully attending all the events. Uh, but until then, we got a lot to talk about with Mr. Marceau here on the show today, including Raw from Monday, Dynamite from Wednesday, some NXT from Tuesday as well, per usual. But before then, we got an exclusive interview with AEW star Matt Hardy, one half of the Hardy Boys, now in All Elite Wrestling alongside Jeff. Uh, this was recorded about a month ago, and we talk all things the Hardy Boys, their upcoming reunion and current reunion, ongoing reunion, currently on the independent scene. Uh, Jeff possibly coming in AEW, which he obviously since has. His current ongoings in AEW and so much more, and his podcast. You can check out every Friday on Pod Heat uh, with John Alba. They do great work. So, we're going to have Matt here on the show now. Next week, another exclusive interview, very likely. We'll see before WrestleMania uh, that weekend, unless Mr. Marceau and I go along with our WrestleMania predictions, which we're bound to. It's our annual prediction panel. So,. Probably no interview on the show next week now that I think about it. But there will be plenty of interviews coming up on the channel next week on YouTube. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. YouTube.com backslash WrestleRant for plenty of wrestling WrestleMania week-related interviews on the channel. Also in article form, so stay tuned for that on the channel. Uh, We probably won't put an interview on the show next week due to the just sheer volume of stuff to talk about with WrestleMania weekend, so keep an eye out for that. But you can check out new episodes every single Thursday of WrestleRant Radio on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Google Podcast. Um, Amazon Music and Pandora as well. You can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss an episode every single Thursday. So with that being said, let's throw it to my conversation right now with Matt Hardy and on the other end, my conversation with Mr. Marceau talking on the latest in the world of wrestling. What's going on, guys? Graham, Jesus, and Matthews here with BleachReport.com. And today, we're talking to AEW superstar and the host of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy himself, obviously. New episodes available every single Friday with him himself and John Alba on Podcast Heat. Matt, my man, what's going on, dude?
1: Uh, you know, another day in The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. It is Wednesday when we're recording this, Dynamite Day. And uh, I actually got to sleep overnight because I was without my young children.
0: <laughs> Is that a normal thing where you kind of you have Tuesday nights to look forward to because you have Wednesdays with Dynamite and whatever, you're kind of without the kids?
1: Yeah, t- as long as my flight typically gets in okay Tuesday evening, Tuesday night, uh, I-, I look forward to Tuesday because I get like a full six or seven hours of sleep. You know, it's not waking <laughs> up throughout the night and taking care of babies and whatnot.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, kind of going off that we mentioned this right before we hit record here, but you got a lot going on right now. Obviously, now you've always been a busy guy, but now more than ever, obviously, Dynamite people see you right. there. Every Wednesday, Rampage on Fridays as well. But in addition to that stuff, obviously, we're going to be talking about it right here. The podcast dropping every Friday, yourself and John Alba. You're booking the Indie Dates right now. People can follow your YouTube channel, Matt Hardy Brand, uh, for all the announcements on all the Indie gigs yourself and Jeff have coming up. How busy is life for Matt Hardy right now?
1: It's, uh, it's busy. It's hectic. Uh, I always tell people, when you think you're busy when you're single, before you're married, before children, you have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, busy is being married uh, and having a, a family especially four kids under six you know that that is a huge responsibility and it's very time consuming don't get me wrong it's the most rewarding thing mm-hmm. ever uh, but and it's great but it is a lot of hard work and between that and just my regular aW gig and trying to spend time training uh, to, to stay in shape especially being a little older doing this being on my 30th year in pro wrestling, and now I'm, I'm also the one that uh, is taking care of all the bookings with myself and my brother. So that that's been very hectic and the best way possible. It's busy in the best way possible, but it, it is very busy. And then obviously uh, working on the uh, working on the podcast every week, too. So it's, it's a busy time. A lot of stuff going on in my Hardy's life. Did you have any
0: reservations going into the podcast, knowing how busy you already are with all the other commitments that you mentioned? Obviously, being a father first and foremost, that's the number one job there. Going all into right. it with John, where you are like, I don't know. I don't even know if I have the time to do this.
1: Yeah, I, I was I, at first I was definitely worried about am I putting too much on my plate, yep. you know, and I still have people that offer me other things, but it's something I've kind of wanted to do for a while. I want to try it and I feel like it's kind of like the the, the natural progression into the next form of me doing something is as, as my in ring career kind of comes to an end over the course of the next few years. You know, it's it's something I can start working on and, and building a base around.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of going off that, too. I mean, we, we've seen so many different wrestler podcasts and your one is specifically different than all the other ones and revisiting your career, sharing stories and not kind of going through one specific stage. It's not like, oh, here's one podcast all about the WWE time of your career AEW. Like you did one episode on Adam page just recently, or Michael PS Hayes and not just stuff that is in your career, but your interactions with Adam page in ring of honor and now in AEW and kind of following his time and stuff like that. Um, Did you come up with that format or was it a collaboration between yourself and John?
1: I think that was kind of a collaboration. I think our, our goal in making the podcast different was to try and like bridge the past with the present. Mm-hmm. So we may talk about something that happened 25 years ago. You know, we may talk about, you know, obviously a couple weeks ago we did, we did Omega, which showed our journey, which started in, you know, the early nineties, you know, up until the late nineties, we did Omega. And then, you know, a couple of weeks before that we did the Adam page episode, which mm-hmm. basically happened in 2021. So it, it definitely spans through different periods. And, and, and I feel like, things in the past i can take those experiences and i can almost relate them to current day wrestling because wrestling really has changed so much over the course of you know the 30 years i've been doing it it's insane how much has changed i mean when i started it was the wild wild west and now wrestling has become a little bit more responsible and it has to in a mirror society a lot more in many ways as far as like the, the places you work so we we definitely wanted the podcast to not to have a feel like a, of an old timer who's just talking about old experiences and, and sharing those stories. I wanted to share experiences in the past and also in the present and put my current spin on it, how I would relate things in the past of how things were done then, and then how I relate things in the future, how they are done now and how the business has changed. And you guys are only
0: about like a little over a month into the podcast. You guys have already had a lot of success, a lot of people talking about it. You just had the Ask Men Anything episode just last week as we speak right now before the new episode drops uh, this Friday. Do you have like the structure set at this point? Do you feel like it's found its footing? Like, all right, this is what I wanted it to be. This is what I imagined it to be. I mean, obviously, you're always making tweaks and like, all right, I think I could do this better or do a little less of this or more of this or whatever. Uh, you got, like I said, you're only a month in. So you feel like it's found its footing yet? Or are you still in the process of doing that?
1: I think we have found our footing and I'll give John Alba credit. He, we talked about a ton of topics. We did, I had a little brainstorming session and uh, there was one night he was up and just wired and he like tried to map out like a year's worth of different episodes and topics we can talk about. So uh, I think we have a pretty good, pretty good grip on what we're going to do going forward. And we have a pretty good feel of, You know, we'll we'll do one episode that is an event that happened, you know, in the 90s. And then we'll do something that is more current, more modern. And, And I feel like that kind of helps keep the product fresh as well, too.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And it's exciting for fans too to see all these topics kind of delved into. I'm sure obviously kind of going in through their memories and remembering stuff that you did that they don't remember. How many times have you so far in the many episodes, not you know, the handful of episodes you guys have done so far, have you gone through the topics and thought, I don't remember anything about this? Or this is a memory I kind of had locked away and I didn't really remember much about it until now.
1: Yeah, there has been a few of those. I feel like my 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 brain, the locked room that is my mind and my memory is almost overflowing with so many memories about. <laughs> quite a full life. So there has been times that uh, John has sent me notes on an episode and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this. I forgot this even happened, but that is cool. And now that it's kind of been brought to to the, the forefront of my memory, I, I do remember some details on it. So that, that's been a, a fun part of this journey as well.
0: It's cool. And like you said earlier, it's crazy how wild the wrestling world is right now. You said how it used to be kind of a little bit like the wild west. And it's not exactly like that. Obviously, the landscape has changed dramatically. But in the last year alone, you hear all about this forbidden store door stuff. Obviously, you've been a part of it as well showing up in impact while you've been in AEW the last year, which has been cool. Uh, for yourself, I was always curious when you left WWE in 2020 came to AEW that same year. Was there ever the thought and obviously it coincided with the pandemic like the literally the exact time like a week or two later you were on that first pandemic show um was right. there ever the thought of popping up here or there because i know at that time you were kind of commenting on watching all the products which you do anyway um showing up here is big money matt or doing the broken stuff in impact or nwa or was it always like listen when i'm done in wwe it was aew all the way at that point
1: yeah i i'm it was definitely going to end up being A.W. eventually there, there were different ideas I had about doing other stuff, maybe impact, whatever, uh, even N.W.A. I mean, I spoke with all those people, you know, at, at the end of my WWE deal, mm-hmm. but, but just the, the pandemic had hit and then we were just kind of stuck. You know, the world was froze. We didn't know what this virus was going to end up being or doing and, and, and just everything was so limited in in what you're gonna do. And as you said, I debuted broken Matt Hardy on the first ever Empty Arena pandemic show for AEW, which you know, which was rotten in the big scheme of things, but it is what it is. You know, and and in business, you just uh you take whatever you have to work with and you make the most out of it.
0: I feel like, if you make a list of like the most memorable AEW debuts, obviously it was rotten, like you said, because there was no fans there. But I feel like it would crack the top five because it is so memorable because it was that first pandemic show. I feel like, right. regardless of what people think of this period without fans, thankfully we've kind of eased out of that. People will always remember you showing up on the same show, obviously, as Brody Lee earlier on in the evening and how right. epic that show was. And it's kicked off this great run for you in the last almost exactly two years as we speak right now, which is crazy to think it's been that long. Um, How wild is it? You mentioned earlier, coinciding with 30 years of yourself in the business, getting back with Jeff, doing all these cool indie gigs, might be facing the Briscoes next month of big time wrestling or SAT, either top team, big time wrestling. Um, Yourself and uh, Jeff, obviously facing the major brothers, uh, major, whatever their new tag team name is, Uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, obviously coming up as well. How cool is it to have that coincide with your 30 year anniversary in the business?
1: It's very cool. I mean, Jeff and I, we both made that deal to one another. We want to end our careers the way we began our careers. So we're we're getting the opportunity to do that now. Just kind of all the planets have aligned. So I'm really excited about how 2022 uh, is going to turn out for the Hardys. I think it's going to be a great, great year. And, And we're very, very much excited to be teaming again and having some first time matches, which is is going to be rare. We had, we've gone long enough without teaming that there's all these fresh matchups out there, and there, there's so many great tag teams in the world. And, like, you know, the AEW tag team division is, is, is jam-packed. It is, yep. it is overflowing. So, you know, if, if it ends up we end up doing something at AEW, I think that would be really cool too.
0: It would have got to be a part of the um, – what's it called? The uh, championship – not chase. The uh, expedition of gold, obviously. It seems like it's not quite over yet because there is a couple sets of tag team titles you guys could still accomplish.
1: Yeah there there is a little bit uh, a little bit of gold left to procure.
0: <laughs> you talked earlier about the broken Matt Hardy character. I know obviously with you and Jeff getting back together it's just kind of not old school Matt and Jeff. It's like modern day Matt and Jeff, the Matt and Jeff of 2022, which is cool to see cuz I feel like when you guys were in WWE for the most recent run, that was like they were really trying to push the Hardy boys like you know, which is which is great too, Team Extreme, but this is more like the more mature, experienced Matt and Jeff going at it in 2022, which is cool. Um, your thoughts on that and potentially at some point doing a Broken Hardy's run, if it was to, if the cards were to align and if it made sense to do so again.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I definitely think when we start this, this era of, of teaming with one another, it's going to be a basic Matt-Jeff Hardy you know, the, the, the hardies that you remember, you know, working in our up-to-date styles, but if something did happen where we could do a broken mat, brother Nero thing, I think he, he would love to do it as well. He enjoyed the hell out of that. Also, man, he, he had a lot of fun doing that brother Nero thing and he really embraced it and enjoyed it. So I don't know, uh, as they say in the wrestling business, never say never,
0: never say never. Time will tell. I think his 90 days is up obviously in early March. we got a couple more weeks to that to look forward to, but again, like you yourself and AEW involved with so much right now with, you know, the HFO and the Andrade stuff. And there's a lot going on right now, in addition to the the Jeff stuff on the Independence that fans can look forward to as well. Um, just yesterday, I know you had tweeted about it yesterday. But the, the timing is crazy. The whole, you know, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW thing, that making major mainstream news. You already commented it on Twitter and put up that great picture of you and Cody from a few years ago when you were broken, Matt, which was cool. Um, just talk a little bit about that and the influence that Cody's kind of had, because obviously he's so instrumental in AEW and you guys kind of have a little bit of a history as well
1: yeah i mean it, cody obviously is one of the you know forefathers of aw him mm-hmm. and young bucks and kenny omega you know that they, they were kind of the guy that, the guys that were like uh, leading the charge as far as creating aw then they got with tony khan and then he really he made things happen he made aw a reality so It's going to be really interesting, and I wish Cody the best of luck in whatever he ends up doing, but it's going to be very weird not having him around at at AAW, and uh, I'm sure whatever he ends up doing, he's going to kill it. He's going to do great at it.
0: Yeah, no, obviously, Cody Rhodes is great, so I'm sure he'll kill it wherever he goes, like you said. I mean, it was surprising, but at this point, being in the business for 30 years, does anything really surprise you? I mean, especially with the current landscape of wrestling. You've seen it all. You've experienced it all. As surprising as that was, does anything truly shock you nowadays with wrestling?
1: Not really. I mean... (laughs) I'm kind of at that point where you you just know anything can happen. It's pro wrestling and we kind of control our own destinies and, and just don't ever be surprised because anything can happen in this insane industry.
0: Exactly. I mean, the last 48 hours alone from the Steve Austin stuff on Monday, that on Tuesday. I mean, obviously, you and Jeff getting back at on the NDC scene the last, you know, the upcoming months, which is crazy. So, like you said, anything can happen in wrestling, which is cool. Um, kind of going off that in the last couple of years of your career do you have any one favorite moment that you've had let's say dating back to in the last 10 years let's say from your time through impact AEW going back to WWE the return I was there Orlando that would obviously lead the list that was incredible beyond that though any one favorite in ring moment that you've had in recent years
1: obviously the WrestleMania 33 return was a a very very big deal I thought it was great and it's hard not to me personally i'm a big fan of like the final deletion the whole magic we created with the whole broken universe it was so cool that that got so over and so popular for the longest time there would be fans asking me like oh my god are you guys going to do another tlc match when are you going to do another tlc match you know with you and your brother and then after we did the final deletion there were people who asked me when are you going to do another final deletion match when are you going to do that it was just so crazy and so different and so odd and it really worked and got over especially like it was a very viral cult-like following that I had. So that, that was a lot of fun to, to think out of the box and create something so different and for it to get over as big as it did.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy too. Like you said that people are always asking for more of the final deletion stuff. And it is wild when people really kind of sit back and think about it. You were able to do that in impact starting there, do one in WWE, which I don't think people realize how impressive of a feat that is. They that were able to get <laughs> Vince McMahon and everyone else involved in WWE with the way that things work there. To do right. that, which is wild, and then to be able to do it in AEW within the time span of like two or three, four years is yeah. really crazy, um, which is really cool. And the TLC stuff, too, like you said, oh, when are we going to see another TLC match with you and Jeff? Is it crazy to think that of everyone that was involved in those original TLC days, uh, you know, Bubba, Devon, Edge and Christian now back, which is crazy in and of itself. It's, you know, we I think the only time we've seen you guys all together in one place in recent years was at the Hall of Fame when the Dudley Boys went in it's crazy that it just never really stars a line to get you guys all in one place ever again. Not that we would see another triple threat TLC match in 2022 or 2020, whenever it would have been, but it is crazy to think that you guys of them coming back and you guys just leaving. You just missed each other a little bit. Cause the Dudleys were back in the company a few, a few years before you guys were.
1: Yeah, it, it is uh, just the, the planets did not align as far as everyone <laughs> being in, uh, you know, one place uh, to, to have like some sort of a, 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 the possibility of having a TLC match, but I'm very happy for b- both Adam and Jay that they're back both uh, healthy and able to wrestle again and like go out on their own terms. It's very cool for both of those guys.
0: Yeah, and kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about your recent in-ring years and your favorite matches and moments and stuff like that. Uh, It's cool now because we're seeing the big money match stuff for now, but you're still getting the delete stuff in there during your matches. So we get the delete, we get big money match. Was that like a conscious decision to kind of form your different personalities into one? And obviously you're always evolving. You're always trying new stuff. But was that a conscious thing? Because now that we have fans back, they can do the delete stuff, but you also get to do the big money match stuff
1: as well. Yeah, I mean, I I think once you – you know, blaze a new trail and become a new character. That there's always going to be parts and traits of that character that are going to remain with you. Yep. And I feel like even though I'm not necessarily doing the broken Man Hardy character, the delete delete taunt is something that people really like. So, so I feel like it'd be silly not to incorporate it into the things I'm doing currently. You know, because it is something I've done. So obviously I would still do it. So I uh, I'm very glad. You know, like uh, I can do Big Money Mad. I can throw in a delete. I can throw up the the Hardy Boys guns, whatever it may be. You know, so. <laughs> I, I, I roll everything into one and I'm, I think going forward, I'm going to be focused on being a more authentic Matt Hardy, which is like the Matt Hardy you see here. Very, very realistic based in reality. You know, yeah. although I'll have traits from all those different personas and characters that I have obviously played and performed in the past.
0: Yeah. And we kind of got to see a little bit more of this realistic Matt Hardy during that Sammy Guevara feud a few years ago, kind of going into it going, I think it was the tables match on dynamite a little bit. So we've seen a lot of different shades of right. yourself on TV in the last two years alone. Um, I think it was on the most recent podcast where you were answering questions and talked about the one thing that you and Jeff wish you could have done while you're it were in your most recent run in WWE. I think it was the tag team stuff with the Usos or doing a final delete type match with them um, for yourself as a single star. Was there anything that you wish you could have done before you had left there? If, you know, if you had the ability to do so and leading the list, what it have been doing the big money match stuff? Cause I feel like them not going with that was a big missed opportunity on their part, in my opinion, anyway.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's. I try not to have any regrets. Yeah, you know, yeah. wrestling with with everything that uh, that I do and, and move forward. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are guys. If I would have had more of a singles run, you know, guys that maybe I would have liked to have had a one on one match with. Uh, uh, you know, there, there's so many talented guys there that are really good. You know, Roman is one that stands out, which I, I really enjoy the stuff he's doing now. It's been mm-hmm. very. it been a lot of fun to have a have a match with him. Um, you know, even even a match with Brock again would have been fun. To have that own one, you know, a uh, one-off, especially because we have a little history in the past, too. You know, but but it's no biggie, you know, in, in the big scheme of things. You know, if we had had those things, that would have been cool. But, you know, they didn't materialize, obviously.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now we get to see all this cool stuff with you now in AEW and beyond. And as we wind down here, Matt, you, you mentioned before how busy you are. I know you watch a lot of TV in your off time, a lot of good shows. You're constantly tweeting about it. Other ways that you spend your free time and other shows that you would recommend that people should check out?
1: Oh man, uh, I mean, I just I fell in love with watching like a television drama series over Breaking Bad and yep. uh, Dexter, True Blood. Uh, the most recent thing I, I watched was the uh, fourth season, part one of Ozark, which was nice. a lot of fun. Yeah. And and I went back over the last couple of years, especially when I'm traveling. If I can download something, I can. I typically watch stuff whenever I'm flying. That's kind of my my gig. I got to go back <laughs> and watch the Sopranos. I watch The Wire. I watch The Shield. So all those things were a lot of fun. There's a lot of good TV out there, especially now. There's so much content out there. It's crazy. You can't even keep up with everything.
0: <laughs> there's a million streaming services. Like you said, there's like a million different shows that you can watch. So, you know, there's a lot of different stuff that people could check out right now, which is cool. Um, another random question for you, coolest part of the Hardy compound, whether we've seen it on TV and these various matches or not one thing that people may not know about the Hardy compound, what do you think is like the coolest thing or one thing in the Hardy compound that you're most proud of that, that you were able to, if you're able to share with people,
1: uh a couple things one my gym <laughs> that is in my house which i love it's just nice being able to wake up and roll out of bed and walk downstairs to work out <laughs> and uh two i was going to say the, the the movie theater and the arcade that uh, we worked on myself and my wife at our house is really really cool and during the summer i love my pool because it's nice to be able to roll out of bed and just walk outside and jump in the pool too especially when it's hot it's a, it's, <laughs> it's very relaxing have you watched any good movies in that movie theater lately or not recently let me think uh, the last thing that we watched in there was could be a kids movie too yeah I, th- I think it was the last time we were there was a kids movie mm-hmm. uh, the the last thing that I feel like we really watched there because my wife got real into when when the Dexter series uh, came just recently the new Blood Dexter series came out we actually watched that every week in the movie theater we would record it wow. and then wait a few minutes after it started we would go down and watch that. And she got really into it. So that was the last thing I think technically I'd watched in the movie theater, the, the Dexter new blood series.
0: That's got to enhance the experience, right? Cause it's on the big screen. So it's got to yeah. make it that much better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And you have that feel like we have movie theater chairs and everything in there. So it, it does <laughs> different like you're not just watching TV. It's more of an experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. People can check that out on the Matt Hardy brand YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, like I said, all the dates are on there as well for all the stuff that you guys come, have coming up as the Hardy Boys um, on the indie scene, which is cool. Any one team, last question for you, Matt, any one team that you see out there, you mentioned AEW's tag team division, all the freelance tag teams right now. It's, it's a crazy time, too. We have the Briscoe brothers. They're not Kind of anywhere right now, um, you know, Brian and Matt Cardona, Myers, uh, you know, they're not really set to right. one place right now. So that match is a possibility. Maybe not one team, I guess, but other teams that you guys look forward to facing in the next couple of months and the remainder of 2022.
1: Man, I, I got to tell you, I'm not going to lie. I'm i I'm a big fan of the young bucks. Nope. I, I would love to do uh, another Hardy boys, young bucks. at some series, uh, another Hardy boys, young Bucks series at some point in time. People can look forward
0: to that in Northeast wrestling as well. Cause that happened, I think seven or eight years ago. So you got to run yeah. it back almost a decade later, but people can check you out there in April. You're going to be at in Webster with big time wrestling next month. And obviously every Wednesday on dynamite and obviously new ep- episodes of the podcast on podcast, the extreme life of Matt Hardy, yourself, and John album, Matt, this has been great. I always look forward to this. I appreciate your time and I look forward Thank to, you to sure. catching you soon.
1: You got it, man. We'll take care. And thank you guys very much who have uh, tuned into the podcast every single Friday. I'm enjoying it. It's a it's a new uh, it's a new journey I'm embarking on, and I've had a, a lot of fun learning about it. So thank you guys for supporting us.
0: Many more episodes to come. Like I said, people can check it out every single Friday and all the favorite podcast platforms and podcast eat as well. So uh, Nate, thanks, Matt. You and John do great work. I look forward to the next one.
1: Thanks, Graham. Take care, man.
0: Big thanks again to Matt for the time. I've actually been chasing that interview for quite a while now, so I'm very happy we are finally able to get him on WrestleRant Radio to talk all things AEW, his current podcast, and everything else we just talked about here on the show. So I appreciate Matt for his time. There's a chance I might be seeing him this weekend at an upcoming Northeast Wrestling show, so I'm looking forward to that. But until then, uh, I mentioned earlier we are nine days out from the... You know, WrestleMania night one, but really less than a week until WrestleMania week, which is always very exciting. And there's a lot of stuff that I I myself have on tap here with the, the channel and the show and stuff like that. So I look forward to that. But, uh, you know, WrestleMania week is upon us. A lot to get into. Myself and Mr. Marceau breaking down Raw, NXT, and Dynamite right here on the show right now before predictions for the pay-per-view next weekend. But, Mr. Marceau, brother, can you feel the excitement? Does it feel like the road to WrestleMania is finally about to culminate next weekend? Are you excited for next weekend?
2: No, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I think uh, Raw's been more entertaining lately. And, I mean, SmackDown's a good speed search. But, I mean, I I, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for the road.
0: Let's just face facts here. SmackDown has sucked. You call it a speed search. It's not been good. But Raw's been a much better show lately. Um, There's a lot to talk about for Raw on Monday. I thought it was a pretty good show, in my opinion. I think you agree as well. I enjoyed Dynamite as well, so we'll get into that uh, momentarily as well. But let's talk very briefly, and we might have touched upon this last week. The road to WrestleMania overall. We'll do WrestleMania predictions next week for the grand two-night card. I got a lot of questions on Hashtag this week. Does WrestleMania really need two nights with what we got on tap? Uh, Give me your honest analysis of what this road to WrestleMania has been like. And I've always said, like, just because the build has been lame doesn't mean the event itself will suck. I mean, we've had a lot of bad builds to WrestleMania. Like, Road to WrestleMania 31, I remember speaking to you here on this very show seven years ago saying, listen, this road to WrestleMania is a fucking mess. And then it ended up being one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time. So, I'm curious what your thoughts have been on the build-up to, on both Raw and SmackDown, uh, from both brands, leading into WrestleMania and how they've kind of uh, created this card coming into next weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean, wasn't WrestleMania 31 the Tug of War? Wasn't that the Yes, that war? was the
0: Grand Go Home Show segment. Yep.
2: Yeah, that was great. But I, I think, I think Raw has done great with the segments. Like, I think the, I'm more anticipated for the Raw matches overall. I think the match, obviously Roman and Brock's, like the one I'm looking forward to the most. But besides that, and SmackDown, I just feel like it's just like, just like lazy shitty booking that I don't get like even Ron and Charlotte, like they're starting to try to heat it up a little bit but like I don't know I feel like Bianca and Becky are like fucking light years ahead of them and like anticipation like I'm way looking forward to that match and I am Be- uh, Becky or Ronda and Charlotte but I think Raw's done well I mean AJ and Edge has been great uh Owens with the KO show with with Austin's pretty I think I'm interested in that uh Becky and Bianca like I said I think that's probably one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most um I mean, I think Raw's done a lot better than the tag team title. I was I'm gonna say, to yeah, Alpha yeah. Academy with RK Bro and uh, uh who am I missing? The Street Profits, obviously. Yep. I think I'm more looking to that. I mean, the tag team for the women. I mean, I try to defend it now. They're just adding every team on the t- on the roster in it. <laughs> Whatever it is, what it is. Are I'm-
0: you wiping the egg off your face as we speak? What are you wiping the egg off your face as we speak?
2: <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean soon but not not just not yet but uh so that that's been that's been it i mean the Sami Zayn, johnny Knoxville stuff i mean you like that it's not really my cup of tea but i guess that's been something on SmackDown that people have been liking mcafee and in, in, in theory i've liked so i guess that's another thing on SmackDown that's good but then we're just getting randomly like the usos and boogs and shinsuke like okay <laughs> uh, i don't think ricochet's got a match he probably won't get one no uh, I like the Miz, Logan Paul, Mysterio stuff, so that's another Raw one. So I think Raw, like, it seems Raw is probably a stronger show right now because they're actually building around stuff that's happening at WrestleMania. But SmackDown, I feel like it's kind of a clusterfuck, and then you just throw Roman and Brock in there, which everyone wants, but. I don't know, I just feel like that. besides that, it's it's really lacking.
0: Yeah, Roman and Brock have really been, I don't even want to say carrying the show, because that would, I think, imply that the show has been good because of them. I mean, I think they're the only, to me anyway, and other people might disagree, because we've seen Roman and Brock so many times, dating back to the aforementioned Build the Road to WrestleMania, which featured Roman and Brock on the Go Home Show segment. Uh, they will be on the Go Home Show Raw next Monday, so hopefully we don't get a repeat of that segment from seven years ago. But I, I like the forklift thing that we saw last week. I am looking forward to Charlotte and Ronda as a match, because I think they can go in there and have a really good match, a lot like they did at Survivor Series a few years ago, but the build itself, I don't know if it's because Ronda's a a babyface, or, I don't know, it just leaves a lot to be desired, and I don't think it's a Charlotte issue, per se, because I think she does well in any given situation. Maybe it's just the way they've been booking her, I I don't know. It's a very weird setup with that match going into WrestleMania, but, you know, I, I think Raw was so strong this week, in my opinion, from recent Raw standards, anyway. Not to say it's the greatest show in the world, but You know, I tweeted this on Monday. It seemed like a lot of people agreed, but I think Raw, like you said, has been a much better show for the last, I would say, two months, maybe since the draft um, in October. They really got the better of that draft uh, late last year because I think everything on Raw, for the most part, had something to do with WrestleMania. And we'll get into Raw right now, but for starters, you mentioned the build of the KO show at WrestleMania. It started off pretty lazy with Owens just saying that he didn't like Texas and Texans, um, but they took it to a whole new level on Monday when they hit the... You know, the glass shattered, they hit the Stone Cold Steve Austin music, people thinking that Austin was there. Kevin Owens comes out instead in the Stone Cold getup, bald cap and all, um, jean shorts, it was fantastic. Only for them to pull the card of Sean and Brett from the summer of 05 on Raw, which I think you were, yeah, you were a fan for that, right? You were watching at that point? I wasn't.
2: Yeah, I was.
0: So when they were doing the whole feud with Hogan and they played the <laughs> they played the Broward music, it's a great segment. The heat that Shawn Michaels got that night in Montreal was a legendary. Owens got a very similar reaction on Monday, making the people think that Stone Cold was, was there not just once but twice. Um, I, I've seen people call that one of the best Raw segments in months, 2022, in years, whatever. And I tend to agree. I think Owens did a masterful job of trolling that crowd in Chicago on Monday.
2: Oh, it was amazing. I literally thought I was stone cold and I'm like, eh, probably not. Why the fuck would he just randomly show up on a, like obviously there's a there's a bill, but I don't know, I just don't think he just randomly show up on Raw. I feel like it's they're gonna wait for, for WrestleMania for it. And then they show the fans going absolutely bananas and it, he comes out and I'm like, Wait, is that him? And then once he starts panning in closer you can see his beard. I'm like, That's fucking Owens and then they show all the fans devastated. I was in the- <laughs> I literally went downstairs to make popcorn and my dad was fucking hot on the couch. He thought it was fucking Stone Cold, it was Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great segment, like I said, it was one of the, the better segments, like actual segments that they've had in a long time I was in tears they swear the fans so good
0: I was really curious as to how they would build this because it's a talk show segment it's not even a match you know but I think they've done a really good job with it I mean aside from the fact that Owens and Rollins were fighting for a spot to fucking host a talk show last week um, I thought that was silly Um, but I think what they did this week was perfect I don't know what they have in store for next week's Go Home Raw before the pay-per-view they're obviously not going to have Austin appear on the show before the event because he's talking there so what would he do on Raw Um, but yeah, no, I thought this was perfect. It was obviously the best thing on Raw on Monday. Not to say the rest of it was a bad show, but, uh, I I thought it was just the peak of the program, and it was fantastic. But the other big news kind of coming out of Raw, and just in WWE in general, it was made official soon, as usual, official, you know, news made official soon after we wrap up the podcast, but a day after we met last week, we spoke last week, Cody Rhodes officially WWE bound per Mike Johnson and PW Insider. All these other sources have confirmed it. We kind of assumed that would be the case um, coming out of, you know, all the discussions and all the talk of him leaving AEW about a month and a half ago. We figured it would be the case. It would be more a matter of when than if, but now it's official. He is on his way in. The report indicated they might be saving him from the net after WrestleMania, but I think it might make more sense at this point with what we've seen from Rollins, who lost to AJ on Monday for the last chance of being at WrestleMania, which was also dumb, because why would we get Rollins versus Edge at this point? There was no real uncertainty surrounding that outcome. Um, but the whole Cody thing has been the biggest story with WWE. I think more than anything, going into WrestleMania, will he show up next Monday on Raw when Owens opens the show? Or not Owens, Rollins opens the show demanding an opponent. Or will he show up at WrestleMania like you pitched last week? Or will they save him for the post-WrestleMania Raw? So now that we know Cody Rhodes is going in, what are you thinking, brother? W- where do you debut Cody Rhodes or have him return to WWE?
2: I think you yeah, have him come out of WrestleMania. I mean, I think you need to do something. Like, maybe you have Rollins cause more of a muck on Raw. Sonya and Adam Pierce say, oh, you know what, we'll find your opponent for Sunday. It'll be a mystery. Rollins comes out, and then it's Cody. I mean, I wouldn't say from the right night after WrestleMania, because I think Rollins should be on the show. So having him off, I think, is a big mistake. That's just, I don't know, it just seems foolish. Like, the
0: whole storyline yeah. is him trying to get a WrestleMania match, too.
2: Exactly, that's the whole point of the story, is him trying to get a match, of holding him off. If anything, like, maybe... He just comes out. It's not really advertised. It's more of him coming out saying, I want to match. Whoever wants to come face me, come face me. And then out comes Cody.
0: I think that what has that's what has to happen. Like, I was thinking last Plus, week... You can't,
2: have him, you can't have him debut on Monday. Veer's coming.
0: <laughs> Veer is finally coming on Monday's Raw. He's going to
2: outweigh his return. His final debut will... Oh, shine any about Cody, so you got to have him at WrestleMania. Veer's coming on Monday. Listen,
0: unironically, they announced it this past week. I am actually very excited. We spoke about this. We, I literally told you when we spoke last week in person. I want VR on the post-WrestleMania Raw. They must have listened because we're getting it. They're not even like just waiting it for it to be a surprise. They're actually advertising it. And that doesn't mean a lot coming from this company because they've advertised stuff before. They don't deliver, and it is what it is. But I think there's a very good chance they actually have him arrive on Raw that night. And honestly, I'm excited. It'll probably be an end up being one of those things where they hype it up for eight months. He ends up not doing great. or He doesn't meet expectations of officials. They give up and release him within a couple of months. I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it for now. But with Cody, though, I, I've gone back and forth. I wrote last week that he should debut on the post-WrestleMania Raw. It's in a smaller arena. It would get a bigger reaction. But like you said, though, and as I just mentioned, the whole point of this program is for Rollins to get a Mania moment, or to be at WrestleMania at all, regardless of whether he wrestles or not. So... What's the point of the program with Cody and Rollins at that point if it's not centered around WrestleMania? And then you can build to a Rollins and Cody formal match at Backlash. They don't even have to do a match at WrestleMania. They could just do a, some sort of a segment. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but what do you think, or how is Cody? how does he come in? Does he come in as the American Nightmare with the blonde hair and the downstate music? Or does he come in as the old Cody Rhodes smoke and mirror uh, Cody from a number of years ago? Which I enjoyed that co- version of Cody, but I feel like to dismiss everything he's accomplished in the last six years. I love him or hate him would be a massive mistake.
2: Yeah, I think you had to have him come in as the, the newer Cody Rhodes. I feel like if you go back to the, the the smoke and mirrors, You're like you said, you're kind of just like negating the last five or six years, which actually got him over to the point of he's like, that's why you brought him in. You brought him in for what, what, what he is now, not mm-hmm. from what he before. So I think it would be very WWE-esque that they'd bring him in and kind of forget where he was and how he got to that point because i feel like if you kept him the way he is now you could build off build off his past past experience with wwe but also carry the momentum of what he had coming from the last couple of years so i mean i would have him be the new the newer cody Rhodes.
0: i can't wait for the inevitable press release the night after wrestlemania from wwe.com where they say that he spent the last couple of years wrestling in jacksonville
2: you they're not wrong during the pandemic <laughs> in Jacksonville
0: the whole time. Hey, they're not wrong. Like when AJ Styles he came out of the Rumble, he spent the last several years of his career making a name for himself. And let me check my notes. Universal Studios in Florida. <laughs> he
2: did. It! That's
0: not a lie. <laughs> That's not a lie. But the funny thing now is that they have no issue mentioning Impact because. I mean, not that they were competition at that point, but it's just so petty and stupid. It's like, you don't have to mention the words AEW, but let's acknowledge the other company's existence. Technically, in WWE and they do exist, because Sami Zayn mentioned them on Raw several years ago, but, you know, I'm not saying they have to go deep-dive and like, oh, your ladder match with Sammy Guevara, blah, 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 but they got to acknowledge that he did create the competition, and that's why he's here, to. and that's either going to make him a bigger babyface or a bigger heel, so to completely ignore that, which would be very WWE-esque, uh, I think it would be a massive mistake. Wouldn't stop them from doing it, but I'm just saying it would be dumb. Um, speaking of WrestleMania returns, debuts, whatever, you mentioned Veer the night after WrestleMania. You mentioned, uh, we talked about Cody Rhodes. Bobby Lashley could be back sooner than expected, apparently. Uh, reportedly per Fightful on Monday's Raw. And I got a lot of people excited thinking he'd be on Raw this week, and he wasn't. And I think there's a decent chance he shows up next Monday, because if you're saving Veer for the night after WrestleMania, and you're saving... Um, You know, to bring him back the night after WrestleMania would be silly because the whole point in bringing Bobby back so quickly, if he is indeed okay, would be to get him a match at Mania because he deserves that after the great year he's had. Um, That, and you got Cody at Mania very likely itself. I I think if you're going to do this Bobby Lashley-Omus match, which they've been reporting since earlier this week... I think you would bring Bobby back next Monday to build up the Omos versus lastly match as opposed to like an open challenger or something. So it doesn't get lost in the shuffle at WrestleMania because it's not exactly a match that we're overly excited for anyway. But your thoughts on Bobby apparently being cleared ahead of, well ahead of schedule. It was reported last month coming out of Elimination Chamber. He might be out for four months. It's late March. He's been barely out for a month and he might be back as soon as next Monday or as soon as WrestleMania. So your thoughts on Bobby coming back ahead of schedule.
2: Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what happens with him. I mean, he has I feel like he has been a focal point that it was around the show the last year and him being away from Raw definitely has hurt hurt the show, then helped it. So definitely wanna see him come back. I hope if if it's him he's actually returning, I don't want him to rush back just to rush back. Like we don't need it back that badly. But I mean I, I, I think if, if if he comes out and he can't compete, I think it's a perfect perfect scenario to put Gable Stevenson in there. I mean, he just finished up with college, he just finished up with his wrestling career. Allegedly, once he was done, he was coming right to Dead WWE, so, I mean, have him aligned with the Hurt Business, or Bobby and MVP, I think, would be a perfect start for him. So, maybe Bobby comes back, but he has Gable wrestle for him, or you could have Bobby come back, he beats Omos, Omos beats him up, wants to rematch the next night, can't wrestle if Gable Stevenson come then. I mean, I think that's just a, a perfect pairing for him, just starting off with MVP and Bobby Lashley, since... I mean, he has an amateur wrestling background. MVP could be his mouthpiece if he's not good talking. I think it's a match made in heaven there.
0: Yeah, Stevenson was in the news this past week after I think kind of retiring. If I believe from the NCA, you know, wrestling, NCAA or whatever wrestling league. I'm, I'm awful with this sort of stuff, <laughs> but. I know, he he won the gold or whatever, he won again, and he put his boots on the mat, I saw that, and um, do you think, based off what you just said, he kicks off his in-ring career with WWE regularly at WrestleMania, or is it a one-off before they bring him in as a regular down the road? Like, do you think he might, we don't know what his development's like, but do you think he might, will need more seasoning between now and, like, SummerSlam, for example, or do they kick off his in-ring career as a regular on Raw as soon as WrestleMania?
2: I mean, I think you can have him start off, I think you can just put him right right in the moment, I mean... I don't, I don't see him going to NXT at this point, so I mean, I would have him start off right at WrestleMania, and then, like I said, maybe you can, when he's not traveling, you can just have him go to the Performance Center and work on his craft, but I mean, I, I would bring him right up to the main roster right away.
0: Did you know his brother's actually in NXT at the moment? I did. Yeah, his name's Damon Kemp or something. I don't know if he was on NXT TV itself, but I, I've seen him on that Level Up show a couple of times, and he's not... Obviously, he's not bad. He has an amateur wrestling background. He needs more time down there. I'm fine with him being in an NXT, but no, I, with with the notoriety that he has, like Dominic, for example, Mysterio. I think he would greatly benefit from what I saw last week being down in NXT for an extended period of time. But someone like Gable Stevenson, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I would just put him on the main roster, like you said. I don't know if he's ready for that per se, but I, I just feel like NXT 2.0 might not be the place for him. Uh, but before we get into more of some NXT stuff, I do want to mention this, because you texted me this, I think yesterday we were talking about it, but I know WrestleMania 38 isn't even here yet, but give me your dream lineup, or not even dream lineup, but your proposed lineup for next year's WrestleMania, because the matches you listed off to me yesterday is a money card, in my opinion, and something I would pay full price to go see in person. So, again, I just just for the sake of... Uh, Documenting it so we can go back a year later and maybe laugh at how WWE butchered their, the the possibility of doing these matches. What do you think the WrestleMania 39 card could look like as far as the top marquee matches are concerned?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if, if all the uh, ducks line up in a row, I mean, I would do Roman and Roman and The Rock. I mean, in Hollywood, Tribal Chief makes sense. Have The Rock finally come back, put Roman over. I mean, I think that's a. Um, I mean, that's that's price of admission alone. And then mm. if they do bring Gable Stevenson in, they have him work with Lashley, they can break him up, do that, and then kind of push him up the cart. I mean, him and Brock would be sick. I mean, the two Minnesota Golden Gopher wrestlers, national championship, both won a national championship there. I mean, that writes itself, and he's basically handling, handing the torch off to him to be basically the next Brock Lesnar, so fucking take my money there. <laughs> Becky and, and Ronda, I mean... Should have done it this year, but I think the story with Bianca and Becky's been great, so I like how Bianca's there as well. But I think next year, Becky and Ronda's, like, has to be a slam dunk. I mean, they have history, and realistically should have done it this year, but they didn't. And then, now that Cody's coming in, Cody versus Randy, just take my money now. Like, oh, God, i love that match. I think that's, like, one of my... That's probably my one dream match I want to see Cody do. Him versus him now from where he was before against Randy. Oh, Take my money.
0: You know, that would almost be exactly 15 years from when Legacy started with him and uh, that other guy that uh, that got released a couple years later, Ted DiBiase. I think he actually left on his own, to be fair, but it would be 15 years from 2023, from the time that he and Orton first linked up, which is just... It makes me feel old, because that's when I first started watching.
2: It's a new age! It's a new (laughs) age! Love legacy. Big legacy, Mark over
0: there. I can only imagine the video package documenting, like, showing there's early... <laughs> I can see the clips now of Orton and Cody walking down the ramp from 2008-2009 and Ted being completely cut out of the uh, of the video. But maybe they bring him in for a quick raw where Cody attacks him or Orton RKO's him or some shit. Yeah,
2: maybe they can bring Manu back.
0: Oh, my goodness. Sim
2: at least Manu was on TV with him for a few weeks. Sim it was like literally a one week and then he went
0: to become a cameraman. <laughs> yeah, before he almost killed The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Um, oh my God. Yeah, I would love to see that. I that'd be a great matchup. Yeah, we got a lot of time between now and WrestleMania. Obviously, a lot can change. Um, you know, we're, we'll talk about WrestleMania next week <clears throat> as well as do stand and deliver predictions. I do want to talk about NXT real quickly from Tuesday. Another mixed bag of a show. The bad is brutal. The good is great. We talk about it every week. I I think some of the matches were very good. The romance shit is just fucking terrible. Um, But we now know a majority of the competitors in the NXT North American Championship ladder match. Solo Sequoia qualifying this week, knocking off Roderick Strong. While Grayson Waller knocked off A-Kid. So they're both in the match. Obviously, Carmelo Hayes, the defending champion. Uh, We saw Santos Escobar qualify last week. And then the fifth and final spot will go to the winner of a last chance triple threat next week between Cameron Grimes, A Kid, and Roderick Strong. So, to me, this looks like a sexy ass lineup for Takeover standing deliver not it's not Takeover, but for standing deliver this ladder match. A lot of up and coming stars. Um, your thoughts on who have qualified? Who do you think takes the last spot? And who's your money on to take the championship uh, next? Or uh, yeah, next weekend?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this is gonna be a great match. Like you said, I think they they have a good 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 crop of young guys they're putting in there. I like, I like so- CeeLo Sequoia, whatever the hell they say his name. I love him. I think he's great. Um, like you said, uh, Santos Escobar, I mean, I'm glad that they didn't just like fade him out of the picture once they went to 2.0. I, I-, I think he- he's a great get. And, I mean, I don't know how far he'll get, but I, I like him. Grayson Waller's been good. Like I said, it's uh, just a Waller effect, I guess. It- it's kind of rubbed off on me well. And, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, Grimes, good for Grimes. I mean, He's still doing good. I mean, I'm glad he's still still being booked. Same with Roddy. And I haven't seen a lot of A-Kid, but he seems like he's pretty good as well. So I'd probably say I'm leaning more towards Grimes to yeah. just kind of get a veteran in there. I mean, Roddy, is you could do Roddy as well. But I, don't know, I feel like Grimes would make more sense. And I don't know. I, I like Hayes a lot. I, I mean, if anyone's going to take the belt off him, I think it would be either Sequoia or Waller. I'll say Waller if he loses, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hayes retained.
0: I'm going to honestly say my bold prediction, Cameron Grimes wins it. Because if you saw that video package from Tuesday where he's like, I've been in NXT for three years, haven't won a single championship, and he was talking about his dad legitimately passing away. Like, that wasn't, I don't think, a made-up story. I don't know why they would make that up. So, I I don't know why they would play that card if he's going to lose again. You know, I mean, technically he was a champion. He did win the million-dollar championship for like a day. So, technically, I don't know if that would count or not. But for as far as legitimate championships, I don't know. I'm feeling Cameron. I feel like it's... I don't want to say now or never, but he has lost the momentum because they haven't done a whole lot with him lately. And I know he already lost to Carmelo a couple of weeks ago, Vengeance Day, but... I don't know. I just feel like you can have Carmelo chase, and maybe he gets the belt back from Cameron soon after, but I feel like this would be the time to do it. You'll be in a different place than fucking Full Sail or the Performance Center or whatever they're calling it now. I feel like... Honestly, though, I look at this lineup, and you really can't go wrong with any of them. They're very high on Grayson Waller. He's pretty good. I love Solo Sequoia. Carmelo is a star, so... And I love Santos, so honestly, I'm pretty happy with whoever wins, but I'm kind of leaning towards Grimes as of right now. Um, Who do you think attacked the Creed Brothers? They were still playing up this whole thing, and I saw some people say maybe pretty deadly from NXT UK. I don't know about that. But any thoughts on who the team could be? I'm not overly excited for the payoff because they don't have a lot of confidence they'll do it correctly.
2: Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I mean, where's the Grizzly Young Vets? They still work? I mean, (laughs) They lost the Creed Brothers actually on Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know. I I couldn't, couldn't even give you a guess.
0: What are your thoughts on Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray winning the uh, 2022 Women's Dusty Classic on Tuesday? Only cashing the opportunity on the NXT Women's Championship instead, rendering those tag titles even more obsolete.
2: Literally couldn't hate it more than I hated it already. <laughs> why? Like, why? Why? This is that's one of the so, so I love Kaylee Ray and I love Io Shirai, but like they're not in the story. So why all of a sudden who's implementing them into the match? It just
0: that's so random.
2: It seems very foolish. I mean, the only way I could, like, I don't know, do they not want, like, Mandy to get pinned? Like, I, I really don't get it, but I don't know. is the
0: one to get I, the just, title shot. It really could have been Mandy and Cora one-on-one.
2: That's where the story is. That's why I don't get it. Like, that's the direction they're getting in. So, I don't know. It's just weird.
0: And then the worst part about it is that you know for a fact they're still going to give Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai a tag title shot anyway. So, again, what was the point?
2: Why not,
0: pal. <laughs> I guess why not. Hey, why why ask why when you can just ask why not instead. Uh Dynamite real quickly as we wind down here. Honestly, I thought it was a pretty good show overall. The problem if any you said you caught highlights before we started recording here, but in watching the show late last night I caught up after the fact. It, it's amazing to think that like the first hour I thought was fantastic. They did a lot of good stuff. Either the punk and hardwood match was excellent, the eight man tornado tag match was a mess, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it was all over the place, which is kind of what it's supposed to be. You know, even the Danielson and Moxley stuff I love. The MJF promo I really liked. Even Adam Cole and J. Lee thought it a really good match. Everything else from that point forward, it was just a tale of two shows. Like, everything from that point forward, I could not have given two fucks about. Like, the Lambert, Guevara, Conti stuff, I really don't care. <clears throat> uh, Scorpio Sky, even despite being TNT champion, is still an afterthought. Hirsch and Velvet had a fine match, and they furthered the Hirsch and... Statlander feud, but the crowd sat on their hands for the entire thing. Um, Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa, who cares? And then the Jericho Appreciation Society in the main event against the Dark Order, too big as goofs, and Silver and Reynolds, who I like, but they're not main event worthy. It was a complete I don't want to say waste of time, but it was so lame. So, what were your overall thoughts of Dynamite from Wednesday?
2: Uh, it, just, it was a mixed bag show, like you said. I, I think, I don't know why we always get this, but we always do. I just... I feel like they either start off hot and it cools out, or they start off cool and they end hot. There's never just like a well booked show. I feel like every week. So, I mean, I thought it started good, like you said, with like the Moxley Brian Danielson stuff. I mean, Punkin and Dax was great, and then right after that, we just started getting all the bad. I mean, I like I like Red Velvet, but her and Hirsch, I mean, fine match. Don't really care for Statlander, and then we get like the get the afterbirth after. Then uh, we get the Dan Lambert, Ty Conti, fucking Sammy Guevara crap. Hopefully they didn't care about that. Um, nice to see Jay Lethal on TV, but he lost. So there's that.
0: <laughs> yeah. We got
2: a eight-man tag. I mean, you've seen one eight-man tag. You've seen them all in AEW. I mean, this one somehow was like, nope, had had no rule somehow. That was just kind of random. But So we got an eight-man tag that, I mean, it, it just...
0: See, Andrade Family I, Office, come on, they're stars.
2: It's an absolute nightmare. I mean, it is what it is. And then, what else happened? I mean, the fucking Jericho Association stuff is just... It's just terrible. And like you said, they faced fucking Little Brutus and Alex Reynolds. Who cares? I mean... I thought the first hour of the show was good. The second half was just a mess. And I just feel like they just... I don't know. I feel like they have the the, the stars come out first. And then the rest, they're just like... Everything else they're trying. And it just just not good. The Jericho associations appreciation or whatever association appreciation whatever the fuck it's called is just just terrible. I just I don't even know. Was even was Hangman even on the show? Like, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, name. he um he came out after the Cole match and they're they're continuing that. The Jurassic Express made the save for Page <clears throat> against Cole and Red Dragon. So, they're probably going to do Cole and Page either on an upcoming Dynamite or maybe battle of the belts too. I'm not sure. No joy. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm, I know, I'm looking forward to that rematch, but it clearly feels like filler. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but you got to imagine Punk's probably next in line, right? Like, he was doing the title belt motion after he won. Are they probably headed towards Punk and Paige, you think? Yes. Do they put the belt on Cole, maybe? Or do you think Paige retains?
2: Paige retains. Yeah.
0: I heard Kenny's not going to be back for a while. He's still pretty hurt, I guess. I don't know why they would have done what they did with Don Callis a couple of weeks ago with Revolution. If Revolution. I mean, unless they're just... I don't know unless they're feeding melts or false information, which is definitely possible, and I'm sure it's happened before. But he made it sound like he's not going to be back for another couple months. So you know, I don't know if that's—I I thought that might be headed towards something rebel, or a double or nothing. I guess not. Do you think we're headed towards a uh, FTR babyface turn? Because no know MJF said last night, "Oh, the Pinnacle's still on top." Blah blah blah. But if FTR turn face, which I'm not opposed—I'm not opposed to—I don't know really how. I, I don't really know how they factor into the Pinnacle at all.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird with them. I mean, they're 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 on TV. They they just constantly lose, and I mean, they're facing the Briscoes at uh, Supercard of Honor, which should be a great match. But I don't know. They're just kind of there. They're kind of treading water at this point. So I mean, I don't think a babyface turn would would, would hurt them. But I mean, they need something.
0: That's another thing, too. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. They talk a lot about Ring of Honor on commentary now, but could they not be bothered to at least throw one advertisement out there for their upcoming Supercard of Honor show? I mean, specifically for that match, like, you have FTR walk down to the ring. Why not just throw up a graphic that they're facing the Briscoes at that pay-per-view? Do they want the show to succeed? Like, what the fuck?
2: You can't. They don't like the Briscoes. Warner Media doesn't like the Briscoes. You can't show a, a picture of them on TV.
0: What, what were your thoughts on that Hall report? Because I, I tweeted about this a week or two ago, but Ugh, I just don't get just, it.
2: it, just, it, it just, if that's true, it's just literally the case of one person just not liking it. Like, you literally had a fucking felon on TV <laughs> in the main event with a pizza cutter. I mean, Jay Lethal, I like him, but, like, he's had some allegations. Don Fallis. Don, Don, Don Fallis, like, got fucking thrown out of impact for fucking the shit that's going on with him. I mean... I just because I, I mean what 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 Jay Brisker said wasn't right. I mean it's not like I'm an advocate. no
0: hundred percent.
2: He he, were, he apologized. He he apologized again lately. Of, yeah, he apologized again. He donated some of his money from from his bookings f- to f- to LGBTQ plus like uh, found not foundations but like charities. Like mm-hmm. I just really don't know what he wanted to do, and it just doesn't seem. Like, they're gonna go to, there's no chance they're going to AEW, so I guess they'll stay in Ray of
0: Honor, but I really don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's funny that Tony Khan wants to use him, but he'll keep him exclusive to a company that they're not even promoting on their own show. Like, I remember with Impact last year, they didn't promote Kenny Omega versus Rich Swann at all for the the title-for-title title thing that they were doing at Rebellion about a year ago. I get it, it's not their company, they don't want to cross-promote a pay-per-view, I understand, but... They literally own Ring of Honor now, and, and Tony is doing all these media interviews talking about, oh, we want it to be a success and all this other stuff, and I, I just don't understand. If they really want it to be a success, then you got to promote it on your actual television show that people watch, not fucking busted open radio. I, I don't watch that shit. I mean, I'm sure people do, obviously, but I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. As we wind down here, we got two minutes left with you, brother. Your quick thoughts on The Batman. You said you saw it last night. I want to get your two cents. I know we talked about it earlier off the uh, off the air.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, I have no complaints. Thought it was a good flick. A little long. I think that was probably my biggest complaint. A little long. I mean, three hours in a movie theater. It's like Jesus Christ, I'm about to fall asleep. But <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, like I said, I mean, it was dark the whole movie. I get it, like Batman's night. But like maybe like a bit, maybe a better like cinematic pixels or something. I don't know the fucking terminology, but like make it a little bit more light light in there. And uh, I like Catwoman. I mean. She had this wicked unique outfit and then her mask was like literally a ski mask, like cut off kinda. Of so yeah. that was definitely a little different. But uh no, I thought it was a good I thought it was a good movie and uh I think it, I would probably say it was the probably second best second best Batman I've seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, nothing will beat the dark night, but I'm glad you finally saw that, because I finally sat down and watched Old School late last week. Uh, late late at night on Saturday night, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was a great flick. That was right on my alley with the, with the sort of stuff that I like.
2: Perfect. That's all I like to hear.
0: People got to check it out on Peacock. But send me more movie recommendations, brother. I look forward to chatting with you next week. All things WrestleMania weekend. I will probably be on-site in Dallas when we speak next Thursday, so I look forward to that breaking down. Standing deliver in both nights of WrestleMania, doing our annual prediction show.
2: Sounds good.
0: I'll save you a cowboy hat.
2: Save me a cowboy hat.
0: (laughs) And a cowboy's jersey, too. And
2: a cowboy's jersey.
0: Take care, brother. I'll talk to you next week.
2: See ya.